Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of The Mountain Mat. I am one of your two favorite hosts, Pam, and we are so happy to be back. I know we've been gone for a minute. I've been sick. It's, it's been a lot going on on this side, but there's always a lot going on in my life. But there was something that happened this weekend <laughs> that was even more important than everything I had going on. So, of course, we had to come to you today and give you a full recap of what down this past weekend. And, of course, I am here with my lovely, beautiful co-host, Miss Cashley. Take it away. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey. Um. <laughs> Yeah, a lot <laughs> happened over the week. We we got together finally, and it was awesome. You are the absolute best, and <laughs> Thank we you. enjoyed Mania together. So so much to talk about. Yes, so so much, so much to talk about, and it was great to finally meet Miss Cashley. I was like. A part of me was a little bit nervous, but as she can probably tell you, I have a very <laughs> outgoing personality. So even if I'm nervous, you can't tell that I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm just I more so like that. Yeah, I, I I take those nerves and I just say, you know what? Screw it. Let's let's just just do it. Like just do it. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it was fun. And she got she bought me gifts, y'all. I, I got gifts. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. I have one that she has to ship to me because there was yeah. no way I had to pick one of the two. And of course I picked the one that was a little bit more expensive probably. And one that was <laughs> definitely, definitely people knew who I was in the airport when I was walking through because it was, it was crazy. <laughs> um, but she got me a huge, I don't even know the size of this thing, but it is a huge Kenny Omega poster that it's like a painted poster. That Kenny signed, mm-hmm. and yeah. in the back of it has a certificate of authenticity. It's a picture of Kenny signing it, and a picture of him holding it, mm-hmm. and it says the authenticity of the accompanying. I can't read it. Of the accompanying items is one hundred percent guaranteed by HighSpots.com. These prints were signed mm-hmm. by Omega at All In Weekend in Chicago, Illinois, on August thirty first, twenty eighteen, and. This thing is massive. It's beautiful. Um, almost beat up my best friend because he was wobbling it. And I was like, if you even think the thoughts <laughs> and think it a little bit, I will kill you. Um, so I have it <laughs> here next to me because I don't I really don't know where to put it. So I have it literally next to my computer. Um, just like Kenny's looking at me and he's in his cleaner outfit. So he has the glasses, the hair, like it looks so good and it's actually one of my favorite favorite uh characters that Kenny Omega played so it was such a meaningful gift and it meant so so much so thank you a million times over yeah I'm I'm still speechless that this is even a real thing um but again thank you so much Miss Cashley now she made me feel bad because I'm like dang she got me something and I didn't get her nothing like so now I gotta figure out I don't want up her because she didn't got me not only this, but she also got me the Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan poster from Impact. And I'm like, I have to one up her. Like I don't I don't even know what to what to get her. So we'll we'll see. We'll we'll take some some suggestions and we'll figure out what we can do to 
to get her back in a good way, not a bad way, of course. So <laughs> she, she was, she was awesome. Uh, we hung out, we tried, we attempted to go out, but Dallas closes at 12 o'clock, essentially. Everything closes at yeah. two, but they stop serving alcohol around 12, one o'clock. So it kind of makes no sense to go out. Dallas was just, yeah, it was, wasn't what I remember it to be. I will say that, but I also haven't been to Dallas in, sheesh, like four years. So uh, yeah, if you go to Dallas, just remember, uh, if you're a drinker, get your alcohol beforehand and you're probably going to have to party in your own room because they close very early. Texas laws. Gotta, gotta love it. Um, but yeah, we were able to meet and she got to meet my best friend. She got to meet my other friends. Shout mm-hmm. out to him. Um, yeah. And uh, she got to meet all of the people at Mania Club. Shout out to Mania Club. Uh, yeah, she went to the did, tailgate. Definitely. I didn't yeah. go to the tailgate. She did. Uh, and please tell us more about the tailgate. How was it? Yeah, I really enjoyed the tailgate. Um, firstly, shout out to them for their um, shuttle bus to the tailgate and the shuttle to the stadium. I mean, that that was one less thing to like worry about. But for the tailgate, um, of course, my ticket included food and alcohol, which you can't go wrong with that, right? Like, not at all. All inclusive. All you can eat food, all you can eat drink. So it was, it was really good. And it was a really nice day out. You know, it was, it was sunny and, you know, it was a nice little breeze going. So it's perfect weather for eating and drinking in definitely. And, you know, they had, um, different raffles. They had the cosplay uh, contest, which was which is really nice to see. I the I trying to remember who won. Was it X Pac? I think X Pac was the one that won um, the the uh, cosplay contest. But it it was a lot of fun. I got a chance to meet um, the hit makers. So shout out to them, um, Adonis, aka Hit Row. Yes, aka Hit Row. They were all out there, and I got a chance to meet them and take pictures. I got an autograph photo. And I bought a t uh, a t shirt from um, Adonis as well, so that was cool. Um, but other than that, it was so is Adonis um, as shy as he seems. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Very laid back. <laughs> Very laid back. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I but he figured. Was cool. I'm he like, was cool though. Yeah. He looks like he just is like yeah. Like the cool kid that <laughs> knows he's the cool yeah. kid, but he's also like mad calm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely him. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I will definitely say shout out to Mania Club. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to Pretty Heels. They also helped out. And I think wrestling travel was also a part of that. So shout out to, to all of them for yeah. doing the shuttles yeah. and doing um the shuttle to mania they're back for mania club for doing their mm-hmm. yearly gate if i'm not mistaken this year the goal was twenty thousand thirty thousand and they they beat their goal mm-hmm. so shout out to them yeah. for donating the connor's cure and you know mm-hmm. just being awesome awesome people mm-hmm. they they are definitely good in my book so shout out to everyone there at mania club shout Absolutely. out to pretty Hills for giving out the tickets and 
making sure everything mm-hmm. was uh, in proper order and everyone, you know, was able to get their wristbands early in the morning to even get on the buses, making sure no one got mm-hmm. left behind. Um, you know, they did a, a great job as well. So shout out to, yeah. to all of them. They are definitely all, they all are good in my book. They are good mm-hmm. in my book. So we can't talk about Mania Weekend without going off of the first thing before Mania even happened, WrestleCon. I personally did yes. not go. I only went to Mania this weekend just for Mania. But Cashley was there live on the scene. And I want to hear your thoughts. What was WrestleCon like this weekend? What shows did you like? What matches? Tell us. Well, um, I guess let me start off by saying it's the first WrestleCon I attended since 2019, obviously. You know, with the pandemic hitting, things kind of shut down. So um, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect with this particular WrestleCon, but it it was really cool. Um, Firstly, it wasn't like overly crowded like they normally are. So I guess I got to shout out the Fairmont for that because there was enough space to really accommodate the crowds of people. And of course, it was nicely ventilated so that, you know, you know, with a lot of people in body odor, you know how that can get. So <laughs> there wasn't oh, too my much Lord. <laughs> So there wasn't too that, much of that. That was my next um, question. Yeah. So it wasn't too much of that, fortunately. So shout out to the Fairmont for the accommodation. But it, it was really cool. I think it, it was nice to have everybody back in one space and having a wide range of talent that, you know, everybody can meet, um, which I think is really the best part. There's, you know, a lot of the new folks that we know and love. And then, of course, a lot of the OGs that we know and love. They were all there. Um, there was a lot of um, Japanese talent, a lot of Lucha talent. So it was really a little bit for everybody um there at WrestleCon. Um and of course I got my yearly photo with uh the excellence of execution, Brett the Hitman Heart, which is always yes. awesome. Right. And and it, it just feels like the first time meeting him is like those nerves when they're all over again. It's like, but I've met him before, but still it's Bret Hart, you know, like wow. Like, yeah. Uh, just if you ever have a chance to go uh, out there listening, just go ahead and go meet your favorites. And I think after, I think after you know losing Scott Hall, it just may, really makes you realize go and meet your favorites. You know, go and create those memories with them. Meet them as many times as you feel like you need to. You know, just like I said, create those memories, create those times, and you'll never forget it. You know, and. It, it was really nice seeing all the young kids. You know, there was a lot of kids there and, you know, um, they got to meet their parents' favorites and stuff like that. So <laughs> that was that was really yeah. cool. So, yeah, I met Brett. I met um, our favorite evil grandpa. I met him again, Minoru Suzuki, um, which was awesome. So, <laughs> you know, that, that was really good. But I think the really cool part of this, of course, were the super shows. Um, there were actually four different events that happened um, at WrestleCon. Um, one is the Mark Hitchcock Super Show. There was the AAA Show, um, New Japan Shootout, and of course the Impact Multitude of Matches. Um, but I, 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 
I don't want to give a whole rundown of all the cards. It was it was so many performers on each show, but um, some of the standouts uh, on some of the shows, like for the Super Show, the standout for me was the tag match between the Briscoes versus Homicide. Now, um, those that are familiar with the Briscoes, they know them from Ring of Honor, but I gotta say, like, these guys are an awesome tag team. Like it, it's crazy how um, how they move in the ring and how in sync they are. Like, and, and I think I'm a sucker for a really good tag team, and and they're definitely it. Like not just them being actual brothers, right? But they're a really great tag team. So it was good seeing them. But also there was another cat named Speedball Mike Bailey. Are you familiar with him? I've heard of him. I'm not familiar with him, but I have heard of him. Like, this guy is crazy. He was actually on quite a few shows, but yes, he's definitely one to keep um, eyes on. And there was one match at this super show he had versus Bandito, which, oh my God. I love Bandito. It was, yeah, it was an awesome match. Like, <laughs> it was high flying. It was the lucha style. Like they, they both laid it out there, and fans actually voted them match of the show. So, oh wow, that that tells you, yeah. So that tells you right there. But uh, also with that, there was a six man tag that I really enjoyed with Josh Alexander, Black Taurus, and Ace Austin versus Michael Oku, who is who is really official over in the UK. Um, not sure you're familiar with him, but definitely look him up. He's really good. Michael. And Ray Oris and Laredo Kid. I love yep. Laredo Kid. Yeah. So that, that was a standout for Yeah, that was a standout for that show. And then moving on to the New Japan shootout, of course, there was a US of J challenge. That was uh, Jay White versus Mike Bailey. Like Mike Bailey worked quite a bit that night. Um, I was gonna say I was, yeah, like a lot. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with these indie wrestlers. Like they, they, they had a tough schedule. Like they was either at Ring of Honor working, or they was working three WrestleCon shows and some other stuff. Like they really put on for the weekend. So yeah, so definitely shout out to them. Um, indie wrestlers do matter. Support your favorite indie wrestlers. Um, but yeah, so moving on to the New Japan shootout, um, the standout, of course, was Jay White versus Mike Bailey, Ren Narita, who we know is a young lion who's currently in excursion, versus Rocky Romero. And then there was an eight man tag, which um, highlighted some of the LA Dojo cats. Um, Oh. To those that watch New Japan Strong, you might recognize some of those cats. So that was a really good one. But the the match of of the whole night, the show of the whole night, in my opinion, was Impact Multitude of Matches. So shout out to Impact Wrestling. I think I think when we talk about wrestling promotions, I don't think Impact gets the due that they necessarily deserve. Like, they are a really good promotion. They have really great talent. And they put on one hell of a show for WrestleCon. Um, like I said, it was the best show of the whole convention. Um, but wow. some of the standouts was, yeah, was Chris Saban versus Jay White. 
Alex Shelley versus, again, Mike Bailey. He wrestled at that show. Um, the Good Brothers versus the Briscoes. Um, that tag match was really, really good. So, um, yeah, those were some of the highlights. And then Impact gave us a little treat after that with uh, IPWF matches. And in case you're not familiar with that, um, it's pretty much their take on old territory wrestling. So you have like a lot of impact stars and they kind of dress up in their old um, 80s territory gear. And then you have like old 80s names and stuff like that. Like <laughs> like one talent was named Lady Bird or something like something like that. You know, so just think 80s old territory. It's, you know, bare bones. It's no spiral. It's no fancy lights. No, it's just characters and wrestling and it it was just awesome so yeah that's pretty much wrestlecon in a nutshell i enjoyed it so yeah yes well i'm glad that you enjoyed wrestlecon uh yeah i do know like for me one of my favorite highlights from wrestlecon is just like you said earlier just being able to meet some of your faves that before you may not have been able to meet um yeah but now you're able to not only meet them, but also meet them at affordable prices. Because if you know yeah. WWE, mm-hmm. you know the prices be ridiculous. Um, which I was shocked mm-hmm. this year was um, <laughs> wasn't too bad. This year, uh, they did yeah. have some people that I did want to meet, but I was just kind of like, "Yeah, let me not go off what my goal is, which is just to do Mania. I didn't want to do any mm-hmm. anything else. I didn't want to." Uh, go to WrestleCon this year or do any meet and greets. I did, when they did announce Sean, um, Sean Michaels, I literally was like, oof, 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 y'all, y'all, y'all. Yeah, I know. Like, I was really, really thinking about it. Um, But then I also was like, it's Sean Michaels. I'll probably be able to meet him again. And now I'm looking Mm -hmm. back like, might not be able to, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Like, I I think I'll, I'll be fine. So, you know, just trying to find, I guess, that middle ground because you want to meet your kids. Mm-hmm. You want to meet those that you looked up to or even as a child, like the people that you're like, yeah, you know, I, I never thought I'd be able to meet them. Like to be able to meet them now, mm-hmm. I think would, would be yeah. awesome. So I'm really, really thinking about it. Yeah. Like it's, it's on my, it's on my thought process. Like I said, Having to pay so much money just to meet them, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would want to. I would want to do that. But yeah, WrestleCon was good, so I'm glad that you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, we have to get into NXT Stand and Deliver. So mm-hmm. I went to Stand and Deliver. Miss Cashley did not. <laughs> yeah, that was my chill day. Yeah, to, yeah. That was her rest day. She was like. Nah, I go wait, which makes sense. I mean, I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. I mean, everyone needs a rest day at some point. So uh, she took that as hers, which is totally fine with me. Um, I was just like, oh, man, we could have, like, hung out some more together. But we didn't get the chance to. So, yeah. uh, But I did get to go to Stand and Deliver. And uh, it had a good card, like. For me, the main reason why I wanted to go to stand and deliver, of course, was for Mello. Because, you know, when he shoot, you don't miss. And mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that. 
So I was like, okay, cool. Let me go ahead and see what, what Mello was like. So um, he was actually, he wasn't the first match on the card, but he was on the card. Uh, he had mm-hmm. a ladder match for the North American Championship, which we'll get into in a, in a moment. So I'll just run down the card. So NXT mm-hmm. Santa Delivered started with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota and Dakota Kai versus Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. And Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, they won by pinfall. So they are the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. I didn't get to see mm-hmm. that match because, you know, to know me is to know. I run a little late sometimes. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's just, that's just what I do. But the whole weekend, my theme was trust the process. Because that's all you got to do. Just just trust the process and, and it'll be good. I, I will, uh, I will so, follow your lead going forward on that. Oh, now, see, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, I'm trying to tell you. It was the whole theme all weekend was literally just me telling them, trust the process. This one here was freaking out. Oh, but what about this? And it's like, trust <laughs> the process. I, yeah. I, I think I do what I do for a reason. And I think after this weekend, you, Zeus, and my best friend, Tune were like, okay, okay. I'm just going to listen to what yeah. she's saying because she hasn't steered me wrong. And, and mm-hmm. I make miracles happen sometimes. So yeah. it was it was definitely, NXT was definitely one of them. I was able to get a free ticket to stand and deliver. So I didn't have to pay for mine. And we got really, really good seats. And I think um, my best friend only paid like 30 bucks. Or something like that for really, really good seats. Wow. Not even like nosebleeds, yeah. like almost camera side. So it wasn't wasn't bad at all. Um, so the next match was a fatal five way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship, which was Carmelo Hayes the champion versus Cameron Grimes versus Santos Escobar, Sil- Solo Sokoa, and Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. Which thank God, thank God, Grayson Waller did not win. If there's no one. This is like one person I can't stand on NXT is Grayson Waller. I don't see the hype in him. I don't even see why he signed. Um, alleged, I think they said he was on like Survivor Australia. I just, I, I, don't, I don't. Oh wow! I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't get him. I don't even get his character. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. But for me, he just wasn't doing it for me. Um, so I was glad he didn't win. But poor Mello. He did lose to Cameron Grimes. Now there were a lot of lot of mm-hmm. great spots in this match. It was a great, great ladder match. I feel like it bought out a lot of good qualities in Solo Sokoa for me personally. I felt like he did mm-hmm. the most as far as the bumps and what he would take, what he didn't take. Um, even some of the spots yeah. that they did. It, I think for me, I said I wanted either him or Carmelo. To win, so to have Cameron mm-hmm. win, I still like Cameron Grimes. Um, I still know him as Trevor Lee from North Carolina. Shout out to North Carolina. Um, yeah. So I still, I'm still happy that he won. I'm more so with just like anyone but Grayson Waller. So I'm glad they listened <laughs> to us with that. The next match was Tony D'Angelo versus Tommaso Ciampa, and as I knew it, because Ciampa it was his final match, we know that he. Mm-hmm. When you're leaving, you lose. That's just how you're not leaving mm-hmm. with a win. You're leaving with a loss. Right. So 
Mm-hmm. Tomasa Champa lost by pinfall. Um, and, you know, everyone was booing because, of course, you want Champa to win. He's NXT's kind of hero. Right, uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, when he was leaving, he didn't get a normally after a match, they get like this long goodbye. Um, but for Champa, mm-hmm. he was doing a short one and he was just trying to leave. And Triple H came out, which was so shocking yeah i marked out i didn't even know he was back i was trying not to scream um it was too late it's kind of why my voice is a little raspy still i'm still trying to get over that um that was amazing and he was chompa was trying not to cry and trips was kind of just like telling him you could kind of see i could read miles a little bit but it seemed like he was telling him like this is your moment stand in your Mm -hmm. moment like you know you're leaving but stand in your moment so he gave him like a proper farewell and like literally just let him take that all in for his final NXT match, which I thought was, it was really good. And it was amazing. The next match yeah. is a triple threat tag team match for the NXT tag team championship. It was MSK versus Imperium versus the Creed brothers and NSK won their second. I believe they're now a two time NXT tag team champions. Uh, they won by mm-hmm. pinfall. I wanted Imperium to win because I'm a little biased. I love Fabian Eichner. I I, I really do. Um, <laughs> but I also I love Malcolm Bivens as well. I love that he came out dressed like Cameron, yeah. with all pink with the do rag. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ten out of ten. We we love Malcolm Bivens. Um, but MSK yeah. won, and I think the sad part, which we don't like to get into releases, but unfortunately. Uh, Nash Carter was released this week due to some allegations that his wife had made about him abusing her. So Derry decided to release him after he had just won the tag team championship. So uh, hopefully, you know, that situation gets handled on a personal side and, you know, hopefully everything, you know, gets, gets better for the both of them. We wish them both well in all of their personal issues and I hope that they can get through that. Um, the next match was a fatal four-way match of NXT Women's Championship. It was Mandy Rose yeah. versus Cora Jade versus Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. Um, I actually wanted Kaylee Ray to win this match. I love mm-hmm. Kaylee. Uh, she follows me on Twitter. That's my girl. Um, and she was the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion. So mm-hmm. I just felt like I want to see her reign here in the States. I want to see her reign yeah. here on NXT 2.0. So I wanted her to win. Unfortunately, Mandy Rose won by pinfall, or as we like to call her, Mandisha, because uh, Mandisha <laughs> is a white woman who literally looks <laughs> like a light-skinned black woman. Like, I showed yeah. somebody what she looked like, and they were like, oh, she's black. And I'm like, no, 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 she, she's white. Uh, so Mandy, if we could tone yeah. down on all the tanning, that would that would definitely, definitely be great for me. Yeah. Next match was Gunther. Ugh, I don't like calling Gunther. Walter. <laughs> Walter. Versus LA. <laughs> yeah. Walter versus LA Knight. Um, no way that was LA Knight winning this. There was no way. I've seen Gunther. Ugh, it feels weird even saying his name like that, but I've seen Gunther live. I remember the match he had against was, oh, Adam Cole. It was at Evolve in Boston. Um, and when I tell you that man slapped 
the skin off of Adam Cole. There was no way LA Knight was going to defeat him. Right. There's just, there's just no way. Like there's, there's just no way that man chops. That's somebody I would never want to take a chop from. Cause whew, that, that thing definitely looks like it hurts. And the way that they be bruised afterwards. I, yeah. I don't want no parts of that. They could definitely have that. Um, and the last match of the night, last but certainly not least, was for the NXT Championship, Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. versus Braun Breaker. Yeah. I thought, I honestly wanted Dolph to win this one. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that they were going to call Braun up because they've been doing a lot of stuff with him on the background and like me and event. And I believe he had a match on Raw before as well. He also did a mm-hmm. UK tour with them for Raw. So I thought he was going to get called up and that's what that's why i figured that uh Dolph Ziggler would win um but it was a yeah. really good match it was a close match um and you know Robert Rude of course was with Dolph Ziggler he got ejected but he ended mm-hmm. up coming back out and helping Ziggler win so overall for NXT stand and deliver for me i would give it a 8 out of 10 it wasn't bad it was yeah better than yeah. i expected um there's some some of them i could have did without but overall like most nxts it was a great takeover as we normally would call it it was a great takeover for them yeah i thought it was it was great um was there more i felt like they could do of course but i don't know any any nx actually nope i'm lying there's only one nxt that i honestly feel like is perfect but that was NXT Brooklyn, and um, that was a long time ago. So for now, for NXT 2.0, I would say this is definitely, Mm -hmm. so far, their best pay-per-view. So I am 8 out of 10 for me on Stand and Deliver. Did you watch Stand and Deliver? I did. I did. And um, my highlight, of course, was the ladder match. Um, If you know me, my favorite, one of my favorite matches of all time is the ladder match with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. And shout out to Melo for drawing from inspiration from that as well with his ring. Yes. Game. So shout out to him for that. Yes. Um, yeah. I think if you think of a brutal match, they don't get more brutal than a ladder match because they're falling literally on ladders. Like, <laughs> yeah, that spot that um, Solo Sokoa took was crazy. Like, like you're bouncing off a ladder. So shout out to them for setting it all out there with that match. And yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Of course, none of my predictions came true. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, not one. Yeah, not one. (laughs) So, you know, you know, (laughs) maybe next time. Yeah. So, of course, after NXT Stand and Deliver, which ended, I think, around like 3, 4 o'clock, we had to run all mm-hmm. the way to Arlington for WrestleMania Night 1, which, by the way, if you've never been to Dallas, it's about 30 minutes away driving. So mm-hmm. it wasn't close. It really is. Uh, was not close. Um, I really hate that when they say, oh, yeah, we're in Dallas. That's not Dallas. That's Arlington, honey. No. Yeah. Just like the airport is not in Dallas, it's in Arlington. It's it. Yeah, it's in Arlington. <sighs> <yep>. <laughs> yeah. So one a little tip for WrestleMania going forward, 
look up where the actual locations of the stadium and all of that is going to be. Because you don't want to be mm-hmm. like guys having to wait and, and go 30 minutes just to get to your hotel. You know, WrestleMania ends at like midnight sometimes. So you definitely yeah. want to try and get you some sleep somewhere in between. Um, and that's mm-hmm. why so many people that's coming from WrestleMania this past weekend are still trying to catch up on their sleep pattern, trying to get back normal because mm-hmm. we're, we're all discombobulated over here. I know me personally, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Lord, I have work. Jesus. Like, I just. I yeah, like I know. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm behind, <laughs> but I'm going to catch up on sleep this weekend. So that is definitely a good thing. Um, so for night one, I won't lie to you guys. I bought tickets literally during um, the pre-show. And <laughs> shout out to connecting people through wrestling, wrestling connection, Please don't shoot me for not remembering the full name. But shout out to him. We were able to get you, their risers. You might as well say it's floor seats um, where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to get floor seats for 100 bucks. Again. Wow. Trust the process. That, that was literally, <laughs> literally what we did. My best friend was literally like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trusting your process now. I was like, Exactly. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. Uh, so we were able to get some risers, which was literally like when I say floor, literally like it was a step away from the floor, like one. And it was not even a true riser. Well, where I was sitting wasn't a true riser. Um, so that was cool. Um, I was able to actually see Bruce Pritchard before we got over there. Um, who else did I see night one? Um Saw a couple of people like walking the halls and people driving in. So where we were sitting at, the area that we had to go to in order for us to get to our seat in the back is where all the talent would come in and leave from. And also where um, like it was their personal elevator and all that stuff. But there was no other elevator close by us. So we kind of had to take it. Oh, also got to meet all the commentary team, both of them, Raw and SmackDown. Pat McAfee is mm-hmm awesome i love him he yeah. was like are you sure you don't want a photo and i'm like i'm sure i just like the experience so shout out to pat McAfee. like he's he's freaking freaking awesome um we got to see los letharios i hope i'm saying their name right um they were dressed to a t they looked really good really nice uh vic joseph and mckenzie i believe her name is as well got to see them mm-hmm. so that was that was pretty good for my end um night one so we started off with the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I'm not going to say it right. I know I can only do it the way that he does Boog. it and trying to say it normally. <laughs> it just it, just trying to say it just regular just doesn't sound as cool as when he says it. So <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, that was the tag match. That match was really good up until the very yeah. end when unfortunately. Rick, because I'm not going to say your last name and butcher it and make it not sound cool. Uh, he tore his cows, I believe it was, or his quads. I, so he got think, injured. Yeah. And he's out for six to 12 months with that injury. Mm. And on the spot, they had to change who would win that match. Um, you could kind of see them calling it at towards the end of yeah. the match. You could see the Usos kind of mm-hmm. talking to Shinsuke on how to go about it um 
but they were supposed to win. So that's kind of sad on their end. But the Usos yeah. ended up retaining because why? Because we the ones. That's why. Bloodline. You, yeah. you, you already bloodline. know. It's, it's the bloodline. Mm-hmm. It's the bloodline. Next, we had Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Mad Cat Moss. And of course, Drew Daddy, as we like to call him. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> one by pinfall um shout out to baron corbin i'm just gonna go back a little bit yeah so i started off with a last minute flight because i'm last minute on everything i don't know if you guys noticed that um <laughs> i literally purchased my flight 8 a.m the day of and was able to get a flight to dallas for 153 dollars or maybe less than that and uh, i had byron saxton and Happy Corbin or, you know, Baron Corbin, whatever you want to call him on my flight. And they were going to check my bag, which would have been bad because my bag would have been at JFK. But Corbin literally saw that I had this small bag and he went in first class while he said where he was sitting, took his bag down and said, you can put your bag up there. It's fine. I'll check mine. So shout out to him because he didn't have to do that. And I was like, good yeah. luck on your match this weekend. He's like, thank you so much. He even showed me a picture of his daughter. Oh, my goodness. She is so cute. Oh, oh wow. She is so pretty. Like, so, so, so pretty. I was like, I can see why you don't want to show her. He's like, yeah, she's she's really cute. I was like, she really is. I said, and wow. I'm not a good liar. So, um, yeah, you actually have a cute kid. <laughs> but he wow. was so sweet. So I was actually rooting for him because of that. I love Drew, but yeah. I was actually rooting for Corbin just because of what he did. So shout out to Corbin for being awesome and, and doing that for wow. me. Uh, but back to the match. Drew, at the end, ends up winning. He gets his sword back. I forgot. He named it after his mom. And then Madcap Moss jumps on top of the ring and is on the outside of the ring, kind of on, on the side. And Drew comes and he takes the sword and cuts the ropes. He didn't fully mm-hmm. cut it. Cut two out of three. <laughs> so I guess E for effort, I guess. Um, but yeah. uh, it was yeah, a crazy that, visual, though. It was a very crazy visual. Shout out to Daddy for for that visual. Um, they're, they are awesome for that. The next match is The Miz and Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio in a tag match. I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for The Miz and Logan Paul. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like with Dirty recently, if you are a uh, celebrity wrestler, we'll say, or a celebrity entertainer, however you want to put it, they have this thing now where they're winning. Bad Bunny is a prime mm-hmm. example, but Bad Bunny could actually wrestle. So that he's also yeah. the exception to the rule. Um, yeah. But I think for Logan Paul... For him to not ever wrestle before, he did pretty good. I mean, Bad Bunny is the standard, mm-hmm. but he did pretty, yeah, he, he did better than <laughs> I truly, truly expected. I thought he was going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. Uh, shout out to the Miz for training him because he did really, in my opinion, he did really good. Um, and of yeah. course, Dominic came out dressed as um, Eddie Guerrero, his real mm-hmm. dad. You know, so shout out to Dominic for the paying homage to his true father, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, the Miz and Logan Paul did end up winning by pinfall. 
So I was definitely right in my mm-hmm. prediction for that one. Um, and then at the end, The Miz hit a skull-crushing finale on Logan Paul. So yeah, shout out to The Miz, man. We need mm-hmm. to give him his flowers before it's too late. Absolutely. The Miz is someone Absolutely. I definitely want to meet, but he's another one. Very expensive to meet when it comes to dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, shout out to his wife, Maurice, just because she is a bad deep. My Lord. Maurice could mm-hmm. do no wrong in my eyes. She is gorgeous head to toe. She always looks dressed to impress. She always makes sure he looks good. So shout out to the Miz and Maurice. They, definitely mm-hmm. the Miz needs his flowers. And Maurice needs her flowers too because she she's awesome. The next mm-hmm. match of the night, which is my favorite match of the night, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for this Raw Women's yes. Championship. I mean, oh, man. match of the night, clearly, like, clearly. They had the second longest match mm-hmm. for that whole night. They wrestled for 19 minutes and 10 seconds. So the fact the that they gave them time to put on a show... Mm-hmm. Yes, I was I was here for it because I was like, if they give them a squash match again, I'm going in the ring myself and be thumping. We're gonna have to be thumping because ain't no way they you kind of had me in the Bianca like that. They, they listen the when she tried to hit that rock pain. bottom. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! Right, I like, don't y'all do my seat. <laughs> listen. And then when they kept going, I was like, Whew. all right, cool, cool, cool. We're gonna let right. them yeah. do their thing. Bianca coming out with the band with TSU. Listen. Oh, oh. Listen. Just, just, please, 10 out of 10 for the entrance. Yes. I didn't understand mm-hmm. Becky's entrance. She was giving me Lady Gaga fifth element. I, 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 I didn't yeah. get it. I, I, I don't know anyone that got it, but I will say if there's not a match that you watch from night one, you have mm-hmm. to watch that match. That match Mm -hmm. was so good, top to bottom. Bianca is the queen of kicking out at 2.9. Like, it Mm -hmm. it literally edge of my seat. This is the one match, this match, and, of course, the night two match were the only two matches that actually made me cry out of this whole weekend. Mm -hmm. And, of course, why I cried? Because Bianca Belair won. So she is mm-hmm. now two for two in WrestleMania. Yes. Like, yes. Come, come through, BD. Come, come through, BD. That yes. it's, it's such a big deal, um, especially being an African-American woman and being able mm-hmm. to raise my daughters to look up and see, hey, there is someone like me. If I like wrestling, there is someone there that looks like mm-hmm. me and shows me That's that right. I can do this. And that she also mm-hmm. doesn't have to be overly sexualized or anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's just being her natural gifted self because she is the EST yes. of WWE, baby. So mm-hmm. shout out to BB, as I call her, yes. for winning. I cried. I screamed. The people next to me were like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, Bianca won. So shout out to Bianca. Yes. The next match, I mean, which was just, the longest this, match. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, storytelling uh, for that one. Uh, listen, true storytelling for Bianca. True, mm-hmm. true. That is one thing I will say. They gave the ladies time to tell the story mm-hmm. for these past couple months. From SummerSlam 
back in August all the way until April. Whoever mm-hmm. came up with that storyline, shout outs to you. Thank you for finally giving us an actual storyline. Because right, Charlotte yeah. and Rhonda, which we'll get into, <laughs> no, that ain't it, Chief. That that was not it. Not man, at all. Oh man. The next match, Seth Rollins had a mysterious partner of Vince's choosing. There were a lot mm-hmm. of rumors on who they thought it would be. Would it be The Undertaker after his speech at Hall of Fame? Would it be Bray Wyatt coming back? Possibly. Um, who, who else did I hear? I heard a bunch of different people on who it could be. But it ended yeah. up being the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. Which that place erupted. It, mm-hmm. it was loud. It wasn't stone cold loud, but it was really close. There was a few boos, but it wasn't a lot. But that place erupted when he came out to his music. Um, I felt like, and I could go into Cody on a different day, but I understand why he wanted to do it, in a sense. From a background standpoint, if we're going into AEW, which we're not going to go too much into it, the rumors were that Tony stopped listening to him. He had beef with the Bucks. He had beef with Kenny. Mm. Being an EVP with a new baby, your wife's the chief brand officer. When they both left, I think that said a lot in regards to AEW. Like, yes, they did. How mm-hmm. is your EVP and your chief brand officer both leaving? Like if one left, mm-hmm. not the other. Okay, cool. But for both of them to leave, mm-hmm. that ship might be sinking. You know, Kenny's not there. Right. Just just saying. But we'll get into that on another episode. This is not about AEW. This is about WWE. So Cody Rhodes came out. um, Him and Seth Rollins. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really that into it. Um, It was the longest match tonight. Honestly, it felt like it. It was 21 minutes and 40 seconds. It felt like it was about 30 minutes. It was a very, very long match. I think Cody doing like his Stardust tribute where normally he would put up his middle fingers, but instead he actually did the Starbucks, Stardust, mm-hmm. oh boy, I can't talk, the Stardust symbol. I thought that was great. Um, of course, he hit the crossroads and he defeated Seth by pinfall. So, mm-hmm. yep. again, uh, that match could have been shorter for me. I didn't, Yeah, definitely could have been shorter. Cody and definitely I, yeah. got his ass beat, though. Sheesh, mm-hmm. got beat up. Yeah, and I think it, it definitely could have been shorter, even for Cody's sake, because you know there was it seemed to be a you know some ring rust here and there. You could tell he was a bit mm-hmm. winded, you know. Um, so it could have been shorter, even for him. You know, it, it, it after a while it seemed to drag on. You know, you could tell he was kind of out of it after a while. So yeah, he probably was like Seth, just just take the pin, bro. Like. Right, please. please. <laughs> he got knots on his head. His he he got beat up. You would have thought that it was his yeah. first match ever. He he looked tore up afterwards. Mm-hmm. Next match of the night is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Again, I didn't care for this match. Everyone kept <laughs> asking who I thought would win. I honestly did not care. Their feud was boring yeah, I to didn't me. Either. Leading yeah. up to it was boring. It it was just, it was boring. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was trying to watch. Again, could not get into it. Just 
just boring. Um, yeah. Boring. Boring. Like, I don't even know what to say. It was just boring. And last but not least, it was supposed to be Kevin Owens having Stone Cold Steve Austin as a guest on the Kevin Owens show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Owens start by Bad Mouth in Texas. All the people. And then, of course, Stone Cold comes out and the mm-hmm. police. I honestly feel like Jerry Jones could not have expected that many people to scream that loud <laughs> because the building was shaking, baby. It was it was shaking. I was like, that ain't fireworks? No, it's just screams. It was wow. it was shaking. Um everyone was on their feet. Stone Cold came out in the four-wheeler. It was it was like childhood all over again. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And I actually got to sit next to the people who make Stone Cold's beer. So that was pretty cool for me because they shout were marking out. out. Yeah, shout out to them because they actually had his beer at the tailgate, which is actually really good. And I'm not a beer drinker, but I was like, I would drink this. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't get no beer, but uh, <laughs> but I'm going to take your word for it that it tastes good because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a picky uh, drinker and a picky eater. So if you tell me it tastes good, I'm definitely going to have to go to Texas again and, and get me some Stone Cold beer because yeah. I haven't heard anything bad about it. So I will definitely take your word on it. Uh, so Stone Cold comes out. He starts the KO show. But then they start going at it and they start talking about a match. And Kevin Owens is like, mm-hmm. we'll bring the ref out. And then we get Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens in a mm-hmm. no holds barred match. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. they said it's been 19 years since Stone Cold's last years. match. Mm-hmm. The fact that I got to see that live, oh, 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 literally my yeah. heart. Amazing. Amazing. Stone Cold did not look like Undertaker during some of his last matches. It, yeah. it was not, it was a little ring rust, but he, considering what we're used to, the Goldbergs, the Undertaker, listen, right. I will take it. Stone Cold was doing his thing. He looked great. Kevin Owens was selling like crazy. Yes. Yes. I feel like they both made that match. Not just because Mm -hmm. it was Stone Cold. I feel like if you could put anybody else in that situation, the way that Kevin Owens was kind of flowing with him, you could tell Mm -hmm. they had good ring chemistry. Overall, for me, and I'm biased, uh, 9.9 out of 10. They can't get the 10 out of 10 because Bianca and Becky got it. So 9.9 out of 10 for me. Mm Uh, just, just great. What What are your thoughts? What did you think? Yeah, I I, I totally agree, one hundred percent, and definitely give a virtual clap to Kevin Owens because I hope I hope people really understand what it really takes to kind of be in a match with a veteran who hasn't been in the ring in nineteen twenty years with bad knees and still make them look like extra good. And that really is a testament to how good Kevin Owens is as a performer himself. Yeah. So every single thing that Stone Cold did, like, I'm not going to make you look bad. You know, it's going to be like you never left. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, their ring chemistry. And speaking of ring chemistry, kind of going back to Bianca and Becky. 
I think I, I love those two in the ring. They're a stark contrast to a Charlotte and a Ronda. Like, that's why I, I think, I think that's why we're so hard on Charlotte and Ronda because, like, we saw two women really put on an awesome match. So it's like, what's up? Y'all get, get your chemistry together. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, y'all got, y'all yeah. got heavy shoes to fill now. You know, you can't just go in and say because I'm Charlotte or because I'm Rhonda, you know, you can kind of slack off a little bit. No, y'all got to y'all got to really pick it up, really tighten up. Yeah. So chemistry chemistry is everything in the ring. Definitely. I agree a thousand, a thousand percent. And Stone Cold versus Kevin, Bianca and Becky, I would say even... I would even give Miz and Logan Paul with Ray and Dominic. They also had good chemistry for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and also ring awareness. The Usos yes. versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. See, again, yes. doesn't sound right when I say it. Uh, <laughs> that shows ring awareness. They saw that he was injured yes. and they had to figure mm-hmm. out a way to end the match and not just like rush it. They actually took yeah. the time out to try to make the match finish. Even though it was a different mm-hmm. finish, they still tried to make it look good. So. Shout out yes. to everyone. That professionals. Was professionals. That was all of yes. night one of WrestleMania. But we have mm-hmm. multiple, multiple voice wow. notes. So Light I'm going to get past uh, <laughs> Greg and his his love for who shall not be named. Because <laughs> we're not even mentioning that person. They were not there this weekend. So I'm going to get to his first one that has nothing to do with them. <laughs> All right, first and foremost, I want to start here. I'm not going to go in order. I'm going to just leave things the way that they are. Number one, Edge. Jesus, um, he's old as fuck. Um, also, <laughs> I, I don't like the new shit that he has going on, the new brood and all that other stuff, unless Nikita's in it. But, you know, I think they have another oh. woman who's going to be in that. Um, what, what's the girl name? Rhea Ripley. I like that. Like, if Rhea Ripley's kind of like the, the Christian to Edge and that, like, dynamic with Damian Priest... I think that would be good. I feel like having a woman in the brood would actually make it better. Um, if only they could have used the, I want to say it's not Becky Lynch. What's the girl name who was doing it with Bray Wyatt? Um, God, I cannot remember her name. But basically, like if they'd have had her in the brood as well, doing that little gimmick that she did with Bray Wyatt, that would have been so fire. But again, missed opportunity. Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's getting married. So that's why she's not in it yet. If I'm not mistaken, that's why she's out right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely agree that Rhea Ripley being in the brood would definitely look good. Um, she just has the gimmick for it already. So I think her being in there makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I definitely, definitely agree. What's the next one? But I also have to say... Um, when it comes to Edge, I appreciate that he's actually doing and other wrestlers of the past are doing this as well, which I really appreciate the new writers for WrestleMania and hopefully going forward. They are using the alumni for WWE in a positive way. They're not using them to just hold a title for three or four months or like move a story long, you know, a storyline around or over. They're just basically saying, you know what? Build up this new talent. We need new talent. We have all these fucking people we can't cut. So I need you to work with them. Damian Priest, nobody was fucking thinking about them. So I appreciate Edge doing that. Now it's time to talk about Stone Cold. Here we go. Oh, Lord. The GOAT. 
Stone Cold the Goat. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just need to let everybody know this, and I don't care how y'all feel about it. Stone Cold Steve Austin is my favorite wrestler, probably outside of Macho Man Randy Savage for me and Chris Jericho for me as the best wrestlers of all time. Now, someone would say Dwayne Johnson. I'm like, cool. Some would say Triple H. I'm cool with that. Some people would say Sting. I'm cool with that. Some people would say Undertaker. All right, cool. But for me, Stone Cold Steve Austin, mainly because his name is similar to mine. I'm, you know, Greg Austin. He's Stone Cold Steve Austin, but his real name's Steve Williams. I know Pam's about to try to call me out on saying, oh, his real name's Steve Williams because, you know, Pam feels like she knows every wrestler and shit, but whatever. Basically, when it comes to him in particular, he's my favorite wrestler because of the charisma and the fact that like he doesn't need a big pop for everybody to enjoy his moment. And at WrestleMania, that moment was so fire. I was like, yo, like I, I screamed like a bitch on the inside. No lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say his real name. I was actually going to give you that. So see, you think you know me. You have no idea. Like Edge's music said. But that that was that was corny, so yeah. So KO, his stock went up as a result of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think it was probably one of the best ways that somebody can actually get like a pu- like a push from a previous wrestler. Kind of like how I feel like AJ Styles stock went up after losing to Undertaker. I-, I felt like he actually rose a little bit in my rankings. I've never really been an AJ Styles fan, but after that Undertaker match, it was like, you know what? Like it doesn't even matter. He can like lose from now on, you know, at a mania or something like that, but he just has good matches and I respect that. So when it came to Stone Cold, kind of like putting, you know, himself over because he won or whatever, because Texas. He also put KO over because it didn't make KO look like a sucker, like a punk. You know, like KO just he he's going the good route. And I just really hope that the WWE treats Kevin Owens like they should and give that man a belt. Honestly, I want him to beat Roman. Now, let, let's talk about that. <laughs> beat Roman. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. Who's next? I watched WrestleMania and I loved every moment. And all I can say is Cody Rhodes. I liked him AEW, but he was way better in the WWE. Can't wait to see what he does in the WWE. Roman Reigns is still on top of the world. All right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That that is right. I uh I wouldn't say he was better than that. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on. Um, but I definitely agree Roman is on top of the world. So I agree with that. All right, Greg got some more. Let's go. <laughs> now, um Roman Reigns and that match. Um I'll probably talk about the other matches later on because I know you get, ladies got a bunch of voicemails from me. I think I'm on like eight or nine at this point, but we'll keep it going. <laughs> when it comes to Roman Reigns, my issue with him isn't the title reign itself. I just, I don't want to say I don't like Roman. I just feel like, now what? Like, if you're making him to be this unstoppable force of he's going through everybody, which I'm, I'm cool with because, I mean, honestly, who on that roster really compares Unless they're going to bring somebody from like NXT to be like, you know what? Like they slayed the beast. They slayed the dragon. They're going to push him like 
all the way to the top, which is cool. Um, but whatever. Um, I just, I can't see it. But with Roman, I think my issue is I don't like him. I just, I didn't like him before. And now it's just like, you're forcing this on me. Kind of like Cena. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm kind of like the opposite. I, I think before the character changed, it's like, okay, y'all need to do something with him now. Y'all got to change this up because he, he was starting to wear on people. But I think this character change was like the best thing that could have ever happened to him. And like he, he needed this. He needed this character change in a big way. And it is so over. Like if you notice, like a lot of a lot of guys are on are on his side. Like if you Which really see the audience, yeah, like a lot of cats probably went from booing him out the building, or now they're holding up the number ones. They're wearing bloodline tees. So you know, if you get guys on your side with your character, then you're doing something. You're really on to something. You know, I agree. I agree with you a thousand. And like you said, I think he needed that character change anyway, mm-hmm. just because I just felt like it was getting old. Like, when mm-hmm. what's when are we gonna get something a little better? Are you gonna do something worthwhile? Like, what what are you doing? Like, it was it was it was getting tiring. And yeah, just, yeah. I was I was a little uh, I was a little over it. So I and as I far as like. Yeah, and as far as like what's next, um, I saw an article and I really gotta start saving these articles when I find them. But basically I think Brock Lesnar is actually gonna be around for a while. So I think what we really gotta keep our eye on is SummerSlam. So that's in um July or August. So I think that's gonna be the real test to see um whether or not Roman re- retains at that time or not. Um I think him holding it through this WrestleMania was really important. So I, I think I, I think he may he may drop it around SummerSlam. Mm. Yeah. I so. I, and that might have been a hot that might have been a hot take. So I don't know. I probably should have saved that. But <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a hot take. Um, I will say. I liked Roman's new uh, new change. I I like that it's a little bit more edgy. I feel like mm-hmm. this title reign it may not be the cleanest per se, but like Paul Heyman did on Raw, he went out and and numbers talk. Like at the end of the day, numbers talk. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is literally headlining, I think it was like six WrestleManias in a row. He did five or six. Mm-hmm. We were talking about. Yeah, and every time yeah. he's in the main event, it's making numbers. They're not taking that belt off that man. Why would you do that mm-hmm. from a business standpoint? If you have a product right. that's selling, you're not gonna go. Oh, you know what? Let me discontinue the product. Absolutely not. You're gonna push that product to the moon. You don't care how tired people get of it. If it's selling, that's what you are going to do. You're gonna keep that product in stock. You gonna make sure that product is good, is happy, it passes everything. So I don't see them taking the belt off Roman anytime soon. And I feel like if they put it to where Cody beats Roman, the amount of heat they are going to get oh, yeah. is going to be so astronomical. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, so I don't, 
I don't see it happening. Brock being around for a long time. We're literally talking about the Canadian farmer who literally in his contract said he can't work certain days because he has to tend to his farm and his crops. I don't know mm-hmm. about that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about all that, but I'm excited to see what they do with Brock. Now that he lost to Roman, now that that is done, who's next on Brock's list? What type of feud are they going to do for Brock? That's definitely something to, to discuss at a mm-hmm. later date. Like what will we do with these people? Um, but let's let's keep going. What's next? So the match itself with uh, him and Brock, I enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting it to go as long as it did, mainly because like the card both nights ended at like midnight. Now, I don't know if that was because of Texas or whatever, but I really did enjoy that match. I just I felt like there should have been a little bit more to it. So him moving over Brock clean was kind of dope. It was like, oh, that's nice. But I'm also just not a Roman fan. In my personal opinion, I know this is going to sound really fucked up to say, um, I would have really, really preferred to have both of the women's matches be the main events. Um, Stone Cold thing I get on, like, on, sorry, on Saturday night, but Sunday night, I would have really liked to see Rousey and Charlotte. I I really would have liked to see, or even the tag matches. I think that would have been nice to have a WrestleMania tag match. And then, you know, you close out that circle with the ladies all having titles. I really thought that would have been a nice, like, ribbon or bow. Mm. Um, definitely not Charlotte. That match was Basuda. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That match was mm-hmm. Basuda. Absolutely not them. Um, but I could definitely agree that the women should have at least closed out one of the matches. So I do agree with you on that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. any, not Charlotte and Ronda. That that match was trash. And I think if they gave the women the main event, oh, they'd have, oof, oof. I think they'd have yeah. really showed out, honestly. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe they'll get with the times another time. All right. Let's keep on going. Now, right now, you're probably talking about Seth Rollins. I heard you say Seth. Um, I really am a fan of Seth Rollins. I really fuck with him. I liked that match. He's giving me like the Jericho vibes like, you know, either you love him or you hate him, but you respect him because like he's he's just good. Like he's just a good wrestler, good on the mic. His character is good. I feel like they kind of like scaled back his intros, like, you know, his entrances for WrestleMania because him and Triple H every year for like WrestleMania and stuff like that, like. I know for a fact I can count on their intros. I can count on the intros being mm-hmm. fired, having some type of theme Agreed. or something like that. And they missed the mark with that. Like, there's never been a Triple H WrestleMania intro that I didn't like. And the same thing with Roman. I'm, I'm sorry, not Roman, with Seth. So I was trying to figure out why they didn't go that route and give him, like, a like a real big, like, a Joker theme or something like that. But blown opportunity, in my mm-hmm. pen, you know, opinion. I agree, but I also liked his entrance. I liked that he had the choir to sing his music and he had the fire mm-hmm. with the choir. I, I I liked it. I thought that it was, I actually really, I enjoyed it. So I think that for what he has going on now, I don't know what his, he's doing the Seth freaking Rollins thing. So I think for whatever he has going on now, it made sense. So I enjoyed it, but that's, that's why we're here. Not everyone's going to agree and that's fine. All right, Greg. How many more? You got more. Let's go. I have to say mm-hmm. this. I didn't know about the situation with Cody and Kenny Omega and Khan and everything like that. But I, I do feel like his ego, in my personal opinion, got in the way to clash with another ego. Um, 
to me, Cody's just not that good. He's always going to be in my head a mid-carder because he just has that aesthetic. He has that, like, that lanky white boy who can wrestle, but, like, you don't believe him as a title contender. I didn't believe him in AEW. I didn't believe him in WWE the first time. Now he just looks like, and I said this in our group chat, like, oh, he's just going to be main card fudder, intercontinental, or, you know, even, like, NXT champion. They're going to demote him in a while because they're going to need somebody going with, like, the Zigglers of the world and shit like that. (laughs) I don't believe in Cody. Now, the new information that you said about like him and uh, Brandy leaving everything cool. I just don't see it for Cody and WWE for long. I think he just got scared and ran. Mm. Mm. Well, I definitely agree mm. about not seeing him as a main event. And I think that, um, and again, we don't want, I don't want to talk too much about AEW, but I feel like he booked himself into a corner when he had that match against Jericho where he said if he loses, he'll never go for the title again. And mm-hmm. it's like, you booked mm-hmm. yourself into this corner, you lost, and now it's kind of like, well, what are we supposed to do with you? Because you were supposed mm-hmm. to be a world champion. And now you leave right. to go back to the people that you missed for, what, four years? Four or five mm-hmm. years? To now try yeah. to be their world champion. Like, it, it the math's not mathing to me. But right. like I said, we we can definitely go into that on another episode. Um, but yeah, that just it didn't make sense uh, to me. And for I don't that. see how they would be. And I don't see how they can how WWE would even work him into a title picture. I, I would think, especially not not right away. I would say he may have a chance, maybe a year from now. And even then, like, what kind of a storyline would they put him in for a title shot? <laughs> Exactly. Like, what? What did you? What did you want them to do? They're like, right. oh, hey, hey, Cody. Uh, yeah. So we got a title for you now. Like, it just, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know what he expected them to do, but it just, it just seems kind of backwards in the sense to now be like, yeah. So we're gonna get this title shot now, even though. You know, this is what you wanted, and I don't know. It just what what do I say? Trust the process. So you know what? I'm gonna take my own advice. I'm going to trust the process. That's that's what I'll do in regards to Cody. Hmm. Cole looks better than every returning wrestler since the Dudley Boys came back in Royal Rumble. What was that like? 2017. That was the last good return of a wrestler. When Edge came back, I was like, oh, bro. When Cena came back three or four times, I'm like, oh, bro. Same thing with The Rock. I was like, no, no. Ew. Like, do you remember those Rock and Cena matches? They were ass. So Stone Cold, I think, (laughs) what made it good is he didn't come out trying to be 1998 Stone Cold. He came out like, yo, I'm a little bit older. And I'm going to wrestle, like, he out-wrestled him with, like, technique as well as age. Like, you know what? I've done this before. you trying to emulate me. I'm just going to beat you at your own game. I love that shit so much. I agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that as well. So far, Greg, you have not said anything that I don't agree with, which is very rare. So this is, <laughs> this is, the first. This is, uh, this is new for me. Let's see what we got next. If it'll play. So 
all respect that. to the fact that 19 years after his last match being a loss, him winning at home, it was poetic. That that shit mattered so much. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd have been there. I was. It felt like I was in the building watching it. Just seeing my favorite wrestler of all time, outside of Macho Man, of course, going and winning at home over, honestly, another person that I really did like without like, and it was a clean match. There was no interference by a manager or Vince. Like I was expecting Vince Mm -hmm. to do the whole uppercut under the nuts and shit like that. And I was like, oh God, like just don't let, let Stone Cold have his moment. So again, I have to give kudos again to Vince McMahon for saying, you know what? I'm going to put my pride aside, even though he didn't on Sunday, but I'm going to go and let Stone Cold have his moment on a main event Mm -hmm. at home. So again, Vince, Good job, bro. Kudos. You giving Vince yeah. a good job? Wow. What is going on in the world? Something. Right. You okay, Greg? You you, you need some meds <laughs> or something? This man will bash him any chance he gets, but all right. <laughs> Let's see. What's next? Oh, now Pam is using the you think you know me. Very cute. Very cute, Pam. <laughs> but I will say Pam knows more wrestling see and that's why i cut it off because i knew he's about to start talking smack <laughs> all right mojo the watcher welcome mojo what you got to say yeah cody rhodes in my honest opinion uh just turned aew into tna impact wrestling um i think that the validity of aew uh, AEW is is has lost its uh, spark, and not just Cody Rhodes' decision to come over to uh, WWE, but also Jeff Hardy' decision to go to AEW and team with Matt Hardy to do the Hardy Boys again. It just it just makes AEW feel like TNA. Mm. Okay. I can respect that. I can definitely, definitely respect that. Um, I don't agree, but I can see how you would come to that conclusion. Um, I think mm-hmm. that TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it, like like Cashy said earlier, they don't get their flowers enough for putting on great shows, mm-hmm. great matches. Mm-hmm. And people say their name like it's a bad thing. Um Right. I don't bad thing personally. So you know, I guess Yeah, and I don't know if it had anything to do with, you know, TNA of the past, but you know, impact now, I mean so good really great content. So yeah. Yeah, working with New Japan, working with AEW. I think Mm -hmm. once companies start working with each other, you give the fans mm-hmm. what we truly want. We like to see crossover matches. Who doesn't want to see a crossover mm-hmm. match? I would love to see right. true Bullet Club in the, you know, I would love to see things like that. But, you know, of course, when you're dealing with WWE, we don't know if that'll happen. But to be able to have somebody right. like Impact to be able to see that, I think it, it makes it all worth it in a sense. So mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm definitely not going to say no to it. I'm definitely here for it. Um, mm-hmm. so I want to see more. Let's see. All right, Mojo, what you got? And Cody Rhodes, you know, using his, you know, American Nightmare theme from AEW. I mean, that's dope. It's cool for wrestling. I think it was cool to see, but it's like, man, I feel like it's like this. 
establish the establish the brand of AEW, rep AEW, so that AEW can be a viable competitor to WWE. When you just jump across brand lines like that, it, you have no loyalty. And we all know that Cody Rhodes got his start as, you know, in, in the WWE as the son of, Dust, of Dusty Rhodes. So it's just like, I feel like he's, it's, this is not good for AEW at all. Uh, it just makes AEW feel like the second brand. Just, you know, the, I don't know. But they are the second brand, technically. Oh yeah, yeah. Least. I was just about to say, yeah, yeah. They technically, are the they brand. are the second brand. Um, I just think that being able to now go and um, excuse me, to be able to now go and be like, okay, cool. Well, excuse me. Um, I can go to AEW. Or I go to. I think for a wrestling standpoint, for the wrestlers, mm-hmm. it gives them that crossover. You know, yes. you can go to mm-hmm. WWE where you'll mostly work with WWE or you can go to AEW where you'll work with Impact, New Japan, yeah. NOAA, like all these mm-hmm. other promotions. So for mm-hmm. a fan standpoint, I'm fine with that because it, it gives these indie wrestlers a chance to know each other um, for mm-hmm. WWE standpoint. And I stand by it. WWE puts on some of the best character development out there right now. I don't see no one that's like doing video package the way they do. They are undefeated in telling the story of a character. So mm-hmm. I, I'm down for that. I'm down to see what happens. Um, and I, I'm excited, but AEW is still technically second because raw is one of mm-hmm. the longest reigning shows out there. It's been on for forever, you know, SmackDown coming back. Like it's, it's a lot of, of different things. So I'm excited to see what they'll do. I think that's that's yeah. where I'll, I'll come at it with. Yeah, and and I think if you're a wrestling fan, I think at this point trying to look at you know AEW as a or as a potential viable competitor to WWE. I don't think we should kind of look at it that way because, like I said, you know WWE has been around for about 50 or 60 or so years now. So you're talking about a legacy that's light years ahead of everybody else. So I think I think if you're a wrestling or I think if you're a wrestler or a wrestling fan, you're in a good position because you have choices. You can watch WWE, but if you're not happy with that, you can watch AEW or or New Japan or whatever, but I think we're in a better position now because of that. But as far as like who's going to be a viable competitor to WWE, I don't know if we can have that conversation yet, especially not in terms of AEW. I I definitely agree. AEW for me is kind of like trying to compare a newborn baby to an adult. Like one has right. a huge head start, so you're not going to expect the baby mm-hmm. to be walking and talking and being able to get their own job already, it, it takes time to grow and they have to, they have mm-hmm. to go through making mistakes first in order for them to grow. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. So let's see who's next. Here we go. Now I just have to say this really quickly. Um, the women's thing that I talked about earlier with those matches, like the, the Rousey match, I thought about it again. Like, 
I don't know how I feel about Charlotte being who she is right now. I, I really wanted her to lose. And the reason why is I feel like she needs to rebuild. She needs to rebrand herself because that allure of being a flair is no longer there for me as a fan. So I can only imagine what it's like in the company because I, I just feel like there's some turmoil in the company when it comes to her and kind of like getting her way. She's been used to doing that. Now it's just like, okay, like she just has the title just to have it and it's not being utilized in the right way, in my personal opinion. So I just, I'm just not really a fan of Charlotte right now. And I also think she's kind of disgruntled because dad, you know, daddy's gone, fiance's gone. So she's just like, just there. And I hope they don't cut her, but I just still feel that way. I agree. And and I think I've said this on a couple of other episodes. You know, Charlotte just doesn't look like she wants to be there. It's like, I'm the champion. I got because I don't, you know, so I don't get fired, you know. (laughs) And that's the way it kind of comes across on screen, you know. So I definitely agree with that. I I definitely agree with both of you guys. Yo, I absolutely agree with Mojo. Like, AEW does feel like that, but I'll do you one better. AEW feels like a bunch of the older alumni who just couldn't get right or didn't have a fit in WWE. They moved over there and it worked for like six to eight weeks and now they're stuck. But we're starting to realize, though, in those like independent leagues and places like AEW, exactly what the problem was with Vince. You don't have to have star power. You just have to have enough motivation to be a good wrestler or athlete in order to generate sales. None of those people in the past, what, year since like Moxley that have come over there to me generate revenue. They just fill a roster spot. Mm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting way. and, And I've said this before about AEW. To me, it's like I, I look at them and I see WCW all over again. It's like, okay, you were once, in, especially if you were in the WWE, okay, yeah, you can come over here. We'll sign you. We'll generate a nice buzz for a couple of weeks. And then it's like, to catering you go. Um, we still haven't seen Miro. Not like, catering Miro? you go. Like, <laughs> like we, we still haven't seen him. And apparently he's been healthy for a while now. And we still have not seen him on televised shows. So, you know, things like that. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) I I can agree with that. I, I, uh, I can definitely, I can agree. Um, I think for them, I think for more so for, you know, for AEW, it's going to take time. They don't know how to build stars. So I think mm-hmm. once they know how to build stars, then they'll be able to. But for right now, it doesn't look like they know how to do that. So, Well, it kind of goes back to what you and I talked about on a previous show, too, about how are they developing them? Like, where is their developmental? Like, we know Tony Khan just bought, bought Ring of Honor. We don't know if he plans to keep that the same way, but how are they developing people? Exactly. That's my thought process. How are you gonna how are you gonna build these people? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll just have to to wait and see. All right, Mojo, yeah. what you got? I think what's weird is like, okay, it's like okay, now impact wrestling is gonna be 
or not Impact Wrestling. <laughs> and see, I'm already AEW is going to become like Impact Wrestling TNA because again, yes, they're going to have good shows, good matches, but they're going to basically get all of what WWE doesn't want. It's like, oh yeah, we're you know we're releasing you, and you know in a couple of months that guy will be on you know AEW. You know, it's just like it's so predictable, and I think that it just. I don't know, it just makes it like, as soon as he's released, you're like, oh yeah, he's going to AEW. Yep, he's going to AEW. I also think the issue is that everyone can't go to AEW, and people right. just want, want to go to AEW because they're like, oh, you'll love it. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone can't go, baby. And once mm-hmm. you realize that, then I think we'll, life will be better, but everyone cannot go to AEW. Now, I think Samoa Joe going to AEW made sense. Because Samoa Joe yeah, was in Ring did. of Honor, AEW, like mm-hmm. things that make sense, I'm I'm cool with that. Um, but like everyone, like everyone can't go. And once we realize that, mm-hmm. everyone just wants everyone to go AEW, and it's like Tony Khan does not have an unlimited amount of money, so everyone can't go, and it has to start to right. make sense. And I think Tony is now starting to to realize that that it it has to to make sense for them. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have original stars that break out and blow up and do magnificent things in your name. You know, they have to be AEW to the day they die. And they don't have people like that. I don't know that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, oh, yeah, Hangman, Adam Page, and all these other guys, but I don't know. You hope so. But, you know, they're not really breakouts, big names like what WWE's got. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, I hear what you're saying once once this giant behemoth with all this history and this huge Hall of Fame that everybody aspires to be in and the other is this new thing. You know, I think what I want, what I wanted to see, and, you know, again, this is not, we're not in those times anymore. We had ECW, WCW, and WWF. You know, those times are over. You know, and so it's like you kind of have to be okay with these sort of. But then you got Impact Wrestling, which has this great history, and uh, they were basically the WCW after the end of WCW. And um, you know, it's like okay, but you know, I don't know. Can they build on that history? Should AEW, you know, become just become Impact Wrestling? Should they absorb their history? I, I have no idea. Um, it's very interesting, though. I don't know. I I, I, I want to see hardcore stuff. Yeah. You want to see hardcore stuff? Go to GCW. You yes. want to see hardcore stuff? Go to the Indies. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. Yes. If you truly like mm-hmm. hardcore wrestling, I and you're a wrestling fan, support your local mm-hmm. indie company and watch mm-hmm. their shows. It's out there. Yeah. They have like Texas mm-hmm. Death. I forgot the name of the company in Texas, but they do Deathmatch Death match shows where they tell the mm-hmm. fans to bring in weapons that they want them to use um, and, and mm-hmm. they literally use them on each other so if you truly 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 want death match it's in the indies it's mm-hmm. not going to be on live TV oh, yeah. because we're at the nope. age where live TV that's yeah that's not going to happen like you mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry that's not going to happen They everything's about ad revenue and making money and mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah. blood and guts and all that it's not really going to make you that much money it's a great ah mm-hmm. for the moment but long term it's not it's not going to give you the money that you really want for a wrestling company mm-hmm. so that that's kind of yeah. why that is 
Last voice message. Also, Vince looks smarter every time AEW picks somebody up and doesn't utilize them. I feel like AEW needs more than just like they actually need the brand split, <laughs> which is ironic because it's like WWE. Everybody was like, why are they doing a brand split? Why is there like a Raw versus SmackDown? Why can't it just be all in one? AEW needs that. And the reason why is it's not like they have a lot of wrestlers. They just have a lot of talent that's just filling a gap that's not needed like there's no gap there to be had it just it's too many of you and we need something to do we need you to do something Khan obviously has the grand theft auto unlimited ammo code when it comes to money the issue with him is you got all this money but the thing is it's not translating into what you wanted it to be I don't think he wanted to compete with Vince I just think he wanted to sign everybody that was disgruntled hoping that they would make the brand better for him Mm. You know, and that's interesting. That's interesting because AEW, along with Rampage and Dynamite, I think they have like two and other dark. dark shows. Yep. And I they think there's one two dark, dark show. ones that they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, that, but that's crazy. Too that, long. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, We've had so many voice notes tonight. You guys are awesome. Greg, I'm not going to play the other one yes. that you posted because they're all about she who shall not be named. So we're, we're just going <laughs> to blow past that. We didn't even get into night two yet. Um, we still have about two more things on the list to get through. So let's go ahead and, and also SmackDown is on right now. So let's go ahead and Get into night two. Miss Cashley was there mm-hmm. for night two. She showed up, and uh, there is a picture mm-hmm. of us at WrestleMania. You could check it out yes. on our Instagram at the Melanin Mat. Uh, and we will be posting more photos from this past weekend. I promise mm-hmm. I will get to them this weekend, so they will be posted. Um, but night two, high expectations for me in regards to it. Um, so it started off with the triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship, mm-hmm. RK Bro versus the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I'm just going to blow through these because there was nine matches on night two. So I'm just going to blow through them and just tell you guys who won them. RK Bro won to become the Raw Tag Team Champions. It was Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Omos. Why is it spelled Omos, but pronounced Omos? whole nother story uh bobby lashley won i saw that happening then it was johnny knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything goes match johnny knoxville defeated Sami Zayn by a pinfall then next was the mm-hmm. fatal four-way tag team match for the dairy women's tag team championship it was sasha banks and naomi versus carmella and queen Zelina, Liv morgan and rhea ripley and finally natalia and Shayna baszler and of course highlight for me because the Holy Trinity was complete. Sasha Banks mm-hmm. and Naomi won the tag team championship. It uh, also was the end of Sasha's losing streak at WrestleMania. And yep. Naomi finally won a new belt. So was very, very, very happy about that. Next, we have Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge won to defeat AJ Styles by pinfall. And then... Um, Damian Priest came out, kind of gave him a little head nod, and I guess that's the start of the new brood. 
as Greg was talking about earlier. Uh, next match was Sheamus and Rich Holland versus The New Day, Kofi and Xavier Woods. This match was cut from night one due to time constraints, but mm-hmm. it made no sense because this match only went for the shortest time of one minute and 40 seconds. So mm-hmm. why even have them fight? Next was Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory with Vince McMahon. Um, this was my bathroom break match. I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> I could not hold it. So I ran out for this one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is also the one where I was like, hey, Cash, I got MPC. Come sit next to me. And right, uh, yeah. we sat next to each other for the rest of WrestleMania for that one. Yeah. Um, and Pat McAfee won by pinfall. And then next was Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee with Mm-hmm. Of course, Vince McMahon winning by pinfall. Uh, Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out and, of course, plays erupt. I came in at the end, so I don't have too much footage of it. Uh, but Vince, sir, don't don't take a center ever again. It's just... Oh, it, my God. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was horrible. The editing that they had to do, man, man mm-hmm. oh, man. Shout out mm-hmm. to them for the edits. And last but certainly not least, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a winner-takes-all match for the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship with, of Mm -hmm. course, the Bloodline, the Tribal Chief, the One, the Needle Mover. He is in God mode. Roman Mm -hmm. Reigns winning. Um, Night two was not better than night one for me, but it was still pretty good. There's clearly some that I could have did without the longest match of this being Edge versus AJ. I think they could have cut their match down a whole lot. 24 minutes and five seconds, almost a Mm -hmm. half an hour to sit and watch you guys could have definitely, definitely could have did without it. Um, They could have cut that down by half. Like there was no need for all of that. Um, I love the Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville match. Again, I didn't expect I expected Johnny Knoxville to be like Vince McMahon. He wasn't that he was okay. I would give him on a scale from Vince to Bad Bunny, I'd give him like a three. Like he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. He wasn't Logan Paul neither. So he was like under Logan Paul, which will put Logan Paul at like a five. Yeah. So I'll give him like a three in in my opinion, um, for that. Uh, yeah, Sasha and Naomi coming out in the Lambo. I was here for mm-hmm. it. I was I was here for it. All of it. It was amazing. Yeah. It ten out of ten out of ten. Um, I felt like they could have gave them a little bit more spots in regards to that match. It was one of the shortest yeah. matches, of course. I feel like for a fatal four way for them to only get ten minutes, they they needed a little bit more than that. So. That was right. my opinion on night mm-hmm. two. What did you think of night two? I think I enjoyed um, night two, obviously, because I went. Um, <laughs> um, but I did enjoy night two. Um, I think the standout match for me was obviously the um, main event. Uh, there was so much energy and so much buzz surrounding this match. And, and I, I honestly think there was a really nice buildup leading up to this. And it, it really, and I think if you're a wrestling fan, you look at it, you think it really could go either way. 
but and, and which to me makes it more interesting. So uh, I think that's what made it really the standout for me. Um, and I would give it, I would give it maybe a eight out of ten. But wow, it was definitely the standout match to me. Yeah. Mm. All right, all right. Well, that's a recap of all of WrestleMania this past mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, I had a great, grand old time. Uh, shout out to yeah. Klee. Shout outs to you. I see you in the audience. Uh, I was able to get a last minute ticket. So shout out to him for that. Again, trust the process. That is literally, literally <laughs> the theme for this past weekend. Um, do you have any hot takes before we go? Oh, man. Hot takes. Yeah. If you like, I have two. So I mm. can say mine's first. If, why you think, <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, like. Go, yeah, you can go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my first hot take. I know I'm going to get some heat for this. But... We did not need an hour-long Undertaker speech. My man, you could have wrapped that up in 30. <laughs> you did not need an hour, my man. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, I love Taker. But an hour, I was exhausted. I was, <sighs> we was not needed. 30 minutes, wrap it up, get us out of there. Uh, the second mm-hmm. hot take that I have they need to put NXT on before WrestleMania. So take out the pre-show mm-hmm. and give us an NXT show. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll gain mm-hmm. some new viewers for NXT 2.0. Yeah. I feel like instead of people yeah. having to cross town, leave a venue, you could kill two birds, mm-hmm. one stone by literally just having NXT before it. If you're going to do two nights, do two nights of, of it. You know, NXT didn't yeah, have that good many idea. matches. You could do yeah, three matches before and three matches uh, on night two, considering that yeah. literally the pre-show is for like two hours. Why not mm-hmm. put wrestling matches in there? Uh, so I feel like yeah, sure. they need to put NXT on before WrestleMania and let them get all of those thousands of fans. Let them also see mm-hmm. what that going on. People didn't want to do, oh, right. I had to go to American Airlines and then go 30 minutes. Oh, I might miss Mania. Right, so people yeah. literally had to choose one or the other. Why make them choose? Mm-hmm. Money-making opportunity for NXT. I mean, I get it. Yeah. You want to sell more tickets. So then if that means you got to, I mean, NXT tickets were like $25. So charge a, a little $25 extra to, to put NXT mm-hmm. on beforehand. But I feel like give them that stage. Give them that venue. You know, yeah. I think that NXT deserves that. So those are my two hot takes for today. What's your hot take? Yeah, I got my hot take. Um, I think the powers that be are absolute assholes for not putting China into Hall of Fame by herself in light of recent events. Mm. Um. I don't know if we should go into the recent event, but yeah, considering who we have sitting in the Hall of Fame, who is pretty much not really acting as a Hall of Fame, as a Hall of Famer, she deserves her spot. 
no matter what she did after her time in WWE. Yeah, it's no excuse now. Give her her spot. Absolutely none at all. And I don't want to hear, oh, my kids could Google what they did. No. Right. Nope. Exactly. No excuses now. None. Exactly. Put her in by herself. Not put her in with DX. By herself. Put her mm-hmm. in by herself. Okay, when you think, mm-hmm. hey, who, when someone says women's wrestler, the first person, especially yes. old school wrestler, the first person you think of mm-hmm. is China. No one, I, mm-hmm. I love, don't, I love Mae Young, I love Mula, I love Jackie, I, I love all of them. But honestly, China is the first person that you think mm-hmm. of. She had such an impact. She's the ninth wonder of the mm-hmm. world, for crying out loud. Ninth wonder, like, yep. Mm-hmm. She needs to be in the Hall of Fame. So Dirty, Vince, Trips, Steph, Linda, whoever, Tony, not Tony Khan, the other Khan, put put her in. Mm-hmm. No reason why she can't be in there. Literally. Yeah, no excuses at this none. point. Not at all. But guys, that is the end of our show for tonight. Yeah. I promise we're going to be on a more steady schedule now because finally I'm balanced out and I am not sick anymore. I've, I swear I've had no voice. I've been, it's been crazy and cash can definitely, she has heard my voice like, Ooh, yeah, don't, don't talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'm good. So we will be back more frequent, more wrestling. We have so much to catch up on. Mm-hmm. But I love that when WrestleMania happens, it's kind of like you're starting all over, kind of starting fresh. So yeah. think of mm-hmm. this as our refresh. And we'll be back yes. next week. We'll finally get into AEW. We'll talk about Impact. Uh, we are going to mm-hmm. get into WWE, of course, because now they are a big name people. And we'll get into some indie shows and some indie wrestlers to be on the lookout for. So mm-hmm. tune in next week to see what we have in store for you. It's been great. Cash, do you have anything to say before we go? No, great to catch up. Great to see each other for Mania and then catch up again and talk about, you know, Mania recaps. Great show as usual. And I love the engagement. Wow. Great engagement yes. this show. Yes, I'm loving it. Hopefully we will see you guys next week. And the people in our audience will send us some voice notes as well. But you can always catch us on Stereo anywhere you get your podcast the next day or by the latest Sunday if we do it on a Friday, depending on our engineer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been great. Follow us on all social medias. If you guys have any ideas, you can even email us. Send us your thoughts if you want to just email if you don't feel comfortable on socials. Our email will be listed in the description for this podcast. So we will see you guys next week. Have a great one, y'all.